Welcome back to FIAT, the podcast for Catholic women. We are Renee Maureen, and we want to give you reliable and honest information about how to be a modern Catholic woman in the world, but not of the world. We use personal experiences as well as church teachings to motivate you to always say yes to God. Welcome back, ladies. <laughs> you were probably thought that after last week when I said, we'll be back next week, they were like... <laughs> They're just lying. They're never going to be back on a regular schedule. And yet here we are. So, yes. Two time zones, but we're doing it. Exactly. Yes. So today is kind of a, an interesting episode, I think, for both of us. Um, one, we want to talk a little bit about our last interview with Laura Nicola, just to kind of give some digressions and our own little personal views on what we think um, the position that she took on some things, which was really interesting, actually, really cool takes on social media and how they can really affect friendships and why Catholic women should care about them. We're specifically focusing mostly on Twitter and Snapchat, but I'll probably chime in with a bit my views on Instagram. Um, just, you know, give you some updates on us. Um, I have recently deleted Instagram, not because of, yeah. you know, just because like after some of the yeah, some of the things that Laura Nicola said, I just kind of realized, yeah, a break would be nice. Um, I also need to focus on classes and things like that. We hope that classes are going well for you. To be honest, it's a journey. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we're working through. So I want to start a little bit. I have some things I want to talk about about what Laura Nicola said. First of all, very happy that she came on. Thank you, Lauren, if you are Oh, my gosh, that was are. amazing. I was literally like just like listening to her and I'm like, I'm so glad that I have the podcast's excuse to talk to all these amazing people because she has exactly. such good things to say. Yeah, she did. I think it's really important that we just talk real quick what she said about the social media in particular. Um, the fact that she said this really resonated with me. Like if you're in a bad mood, don't go on social media. It's yeah, not going to help your bad mood. It will just make it worse. Like, if you are in a bad mood, text someone or read a book, watch a movie. I don't know. Maybe not watch a movie. That might not be a bitch. But just don't, <laughs> don't force yourself to feel worse about something when you've already had a bad day. That doesn't make sense. And we all do it. Um, one of the reasons, I said this in the last episode, one of the reasons I deleted Twitter, just kind of a personal note, is honestly just the scrolling and the constant arguments. And I would just watch people lose friendships online guys that's stupid like you should not be so engrossed in your social media image that you lose friends that's just that's a tragedy and that's that's the devil at play so we don't want to be part of that um but so yeah i just think it's really important for women in general um i mean guys do it too but just don't force yourself to feel worse about something that is that is not good for you so anyway yeah, I would just like to say going off of that, I I don't think that like if I'm in a bad mood, it's not so much as like I anything to do with other people. It's usually like if I am feeling really depressed about something or really sad or like if I've got like some anxiety going on in my life, a lot of times I will turn to Instagram just because it gets my mind off of things. But it's sure. not and it's not in a healthy way. It's like a let me push this all to the back where I don't have to think about it. I don't have to deal with it. And it's the really un, like the most unhealthy coping mechanism that you could develop. And it has become more of a coping mechanism. Like it's just as bad as like I'm depressed, so I'm going to get some alcohol or something. 
Like that's yeah. basically what it is for me. It's like a buzz. Like I watch a bunch of reels or I like read a whole bunch of funny memes on Instagram. Yeah. I start laughing. It works. I don't think about it anymore. I, it's kind of like a little naggy voice. It's like, hey, I'm still here. And I'm like, no, you're not. I push you away and you're gone. But I'm realizing more and more that like it's really bad idea for me to do that instead of like sitting, breathing deeply, thinking through everything and then saying, okay, I can do this myself. I don't need Instagram to help me with this. Like I am capable of dealing with my own emotions and I can do this. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, um, this this episode is going to sound a lot of like we're being pretty negative, which we kind of are, but I just want to preference <laughs> it with me and Maureen do not think that social media is inherently evil. No. I think social media can be used for good. I think that it's actually a very cool device to stay in touch with people. I do, however, think the way that most of most of how we use it is evil. And I think that we need to be able to take a step back and say, is this leading me closer to God or is this leading me to confession? And I think that's a pretty important question to ask, especially with media, especially with everything going on with COVID right now. You might not be able to go to confession. Like I, I haven't been in a while because of the restriction. And so we got to be a little bit more particular about how we, you know, treat our like lives, I think, right now. Um, so that's just something I'd like everyone to keep in mind. And also, um, just real quick, some alternatives to going on social media could be as simple as praying a rosary. Like if you're going on social media because you're anxious, try prayer. Um, that's way easier said than done. We're all hypocrites in this matter. We all say that we're going to do it and we don't. But um, just I would challenge, I would challenge the women listening today. I'm going to do it too, actually. Like if you're in the boat where you're like, I'm going on Twitter because I have some pretty anxious thoughts right now, pray a rosary instead, see if it works. Um, yeah, that's what I would recommend. Um, but so let's dive into some specifics. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> just let's start with Snapchat, actually, because I'm really curious about this. Me and Maureen actually do disagree. I haven't had Snapchat since Fiat 90. Um, one, because I, I just, I was just using it way too much, honestly. But um, so, yeah, so Maureen, why don't you tell me why you still have Snapchat? <laughs> I feel like so put on the spot by that. Like your preface yesterday is like, I deleted Snapchat. I yes, am I am better than everyone. <laughs> and like, why don't you tell yes. me why you still have Snapchat? No, I'm just kidding. Love you, Renee. Um, I okay. So here's here's the deal. We're getting real, real deep here. Not no, I'm kidding, but we're gonna go into mm-hmm. some past history of mine. I had a flip phone all through high school. So I was so excited to get my smartphone and I had friends that were all on Snapchat or whatever and I would always tell them and they would always tell me, oh my gosh, Maureen, when you're on Snapchat, we're going to snap all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Like, I'm going to be so close to my friends. Like, I, I had a pretty strict life when I was in high school and I didn't really like hang out with friends outside of school. And so I was like so excited when I finally got my smartphone, especially since I was moving to college. I was like, I need a way to keep in touch with these people. So I downloaded Snapchat, I think literally like the first night I had my phone, like boom, I, I got it. And I honestly, like once I got it, I realized there were very few people that I cared about, which was kind of sad to me, but at the same time, it was nice and refreshing because I had seen so many people have Snapchat. And they used it to have streaks with like 
20 people that they did not talk to like what yes exactly they'd be from other school districts or wherever they might see them like once a year maybe at like summer camp and then the rest of the year they would just have a street and i always thought that is so stupid it's giving you this false sense of connection when you actually have nothing and so i always told myself i don't want to do that especially since i when i would go to like weekend retreats for um like my Catholic youth organizations in the diocese and stuff like that. A lot of times it would be like no phone retreats or whatever. So you have to give your right. phone in to get registered. And I knew all these people that had gotten a friend to keep their streaks for them all weekend long. And I was like, what, what is the point? Like, it's not even you. It, it's yeah. literally just a number. And like, you're not even the one who's keeping it up. Like, it's just some random person that like your friend doesn't even know. And also, you're thinking about it, even like it's in your subconscious, like you're doing a no phone retreat, sure, but you're thinking, yeah. like, oh my gosh, my friend better be keeping all of my streaks for me. And so I was like, that's not the point. So well, when I got Snapchat, oh, sorry, were sorry. you going to say something? Yeah, I just think that that really shows like we as a society cannot unplug. Like it's not in our DNA yeah. right now. We just have to be constantly on the internet like it's okay to take a weekend for yourself like you don't need that okay that was my little mini rant go ahead <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of it is that people thought that other people were relying on them you know like it's like they have yeah. an obligation to fill to the other person to keep that little flame by their name on the other person's phone and i was mm-hmm. like that's not that's not healthy either because literally you're just like doing this for another person when it's like there's yeah. nothing in it for you anymore so when I got Snapchat, I was like, okay, none of that. And I ended up, I only really talked to two or three people the whole time I was at college. And really it was just two or three of my really close friends from high school. And it was just a way, like, I am a really, really bad texter. And I knew that I wouldn't like talk to them very much. And sometimes phone calls can be tricky just like, because if you don't have the same schedule and like to get down a time when you're both free and have some time to talk and be hard. But Snapchat for like somehow is easier for me to like send a message and just be like, this is what I'm doing right now. And you don't necessarily know like all of the details and stuff. And obviously there's still a lot to talk about, like when you finally see each other again. But I think it's just nice because I can see their faces every day. And even when we're really far apart, like we'll have a small bit of connection. And I actually use it for the purpose of like actually connecting to my friends. So like when my one friend like her parents were getting a divorce. She like snapped me right after that. And I was, I opened it within an hour and I was like, oh my gosh, you want to talk? Like let's call. And so that was a way that like, we were able to be a little bit closer than if we had just texted, she may or may not have felt comfortable just like texting me out of the blue and being like, oh my gosh, my parents divorced. But since we were talking every yeah. day, it was easier for us to do that. And then I felt good <laughs> that I was able to be there for her in that time. So that's why I have Snapchat. So, mm-hmm. all those, I just want to say, all those reasons are fine. Like, social media is a very personal experience. Like, Maureen can use Snapchat and not abuse it probably way easier than I can. And that's totally fine. So, if you're someone who has a pretty healthy relationship with social media, I mean, you know if you do or not. Like, we're not telling you, you should delete it. I don't want people to think that. Like, that if you, if you have that, like, you know, that prudence, like, power to you, girl. That's impressive. But I think, like, 
something that really like just like this huge revelation that I had during Fiat 90 when we didn't have any social media is and I'm going to say this people do not care about your life to be completely honest I mean your friends do obviously but this obsession that we have with like this I, I just I can't even like understand it like we have to share everything and people do things so they can post it on their Instagram and you know they like interrupt experiences so they can you know make a video of it for snapchat and it's just like we just have this need to share share to be the first one the best one and that is like as a society like such a toxic mentality to have mm -hmm. and people like we are we are very like we are a self-obsessed species i care way more about myself than i'd like to admit and I think we can all agree that that's true for all of us. Okay. Like people, I'm sorry, this is just like, I'm very passionate about, like you do not need to live for Instagram. If you delete it for five days, no one's going to notice. No one's going to care. Like it's, it's not about them. Social media should not be about how you can portray yourself to others. It should be about, maybe it could be about a way to stay in touch with people like Maureen uses it for, which I totally understand. I go to college at a state. A lot of my friends still live in California or go to school in random places. And it can be really hard to stay in touch with people like that. So social media has been a really good tool for me that way. Um, but when I deleted it for Fiat 90, you know, you really learn who is willing to put the work in. And I think that's something that friendships have really lost the past few years is no one's working like to be friends with anyone. It's all, um, mm -hmm. oh, well, I'll just comment on your post and we're still friends. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, that's not a friendship. That's that's virtual reality. And that's that's scary to me. Um, what my just sorry to like rant to y'all, but my problem with Snapchat is basically the same with all my problems with social media. I think that one, Snapchat is very dangerous for women, um, in the sense that, you know, those pictures that you're sending, you might think they're de being deleted forever, but you never know who has them. Um, and that's scary especially for you know i mean we all it, it's just that's just scary to me a little bit um and then also just the whole thing with stories i just think it's same with instagram you know you don't need to share your life 24 7 like i don't care you know like <laughs> we don't care i just think i can't say that enough like let go of the mentality that people really want to see those things like just be prudent on what you share online guys i i can't say it enough but yeah yeah, Ooh. I would agree with all of that. I, I'd like mm -hmm. until you had said it, like I knew it was in the back of my head, but the idea of this, like uh, a social media based specifically on photo sharing is definitely open to a lot of abuse, especially yeah. between like young girls who feel insecure and guys yes. who are willing to prey on that. And, and also, also, here's the thing, like you having a relationship is not having a Snapchat streak. He is not your boyfriend because you have a Snapchat streak. We need to learn how to like have a relationship again, especially like um, a romantic relationship. Um, but anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say like one of my biggest, and well, obviously my biggest problem is streaks, but I think another yeah. problem is the Snapchat filters because they yes. literally like distort your face and make you into something that you're not. And I know a lot of people, especially since we're talking about relationships now with guys, they would like always send pictures of them with a filter because they were almost like scared for him to know what they look like in yep. real life. Which I will say the selfies that you take on Snapchat are not always very flattering and 
people do look way better in real life than they look in a regular selfie but that's not how you look like you shouldn't be so insecure about yourself and so worried about what this guy thinks that you need to literally like make your face half the size that it is and put these cute bunny ears on it all the freaking time because snapchat is like a willing for you to keep thinking that about yourself yes. by giving you these filters yeah your foundation for your romantic relationship should not be a filtered selfie i like if you if you're ready mentally and emotionally for a relationship you should be ready to be a little vulnerable um, and I think that's something that social media has really taken away is this need to be this pristine, perfect person all the time. And that is just, that's not, first of all, that's not Catholic at all. Like I have never met a Catholic or a priest or anyone like that who's been like, yeah, you, it, to be Catholic, you need to be perfect. Like that's, that's not our faith. So why are we like putting that in a, in a media form? Like I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I've, I've been victim to it. Like, I'm not trying to sit up here on my pulpit and like tell you that I'm not like terrible at social media. It's something that I've really been working on. It's one of the reasons I just recently deleted Instagram. I just get way too caught up in it. Um, it's just, yeah. But, um, so yeah, yeah one thing that Lauren it. said that I like really mm. took to heart was that social media in order for it to be fun, you have to be real on there. And so literally yes. like when, um, our podcast came out, on Monday and it was with Laura Nicola I was like inspired I was like I'm finally gonna post some pictures of myself that like aren't necessarily like the perfect Instagram photo but they're fun and they're me and yes I didn't have to worry about like whether or not people are like oh what are you doing here mm-hmm. like, that's who I am now and that I should be able to post that and I had been like scared of posting on Instagram since Fiat 90 because I was like I need to take some time away because I found out during Fiat 90 that I didn't need Instagram but at the same time like somehow I was just as addicted to it as I was I think I was even more addicted to it than before yeah. Fiat 90 like yeah. I don't even know how that happened but like not posting made me like more attached which seems yes. so weird but I think it was partly because I was like oh I'm not sharing enough like Renee was talking about like mm-hmm. I'm not sharing enough with people so I need to be on there like commenting on other people's posts which like literally makes no sense <laughs> so yeah. yeah and also just on that note for anyone who needs permission to unfollow someone here is your permission you are not obligated to stay <laughs> following with people who make you feel like crap And there's probably a better way to say that. But if you weren't very close to that person in high school, it is okay to unfollow them. Like, stop having this, like, feed filled with people who make you feel bad about yourself. Like, be a little Mm -hmm. prudent on who you allow to follow and, like, follow your page and who you follow back. Like, yeah, your self-worth should not be based on that random guy from freshman year. That's just weird. Don't just unfollow them. I, I just think that that's so important. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I would like to insert here that we may be coming off a little like yelly and attack yeah. <laughs> Like I was literally just like replaying myself over in my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're literally like berating our listeners. <laughs> okay. And I agree with that. I just, I just don't think that people are willing to say these harder things about social media. That's and I know true. we're probably 
coming off as like super hypocritical, like yellers right now. Um, I can't say enough. Everything that I'm saying not to do, I've done. So just want to preference that. But if, if like, if you're that person right now, who's just like, who just needs permission to do these things, like I'll give it to you. Like you yep. can blame me, you know, I'm, yep. I, just, I think that that's important for, for women to hear, especially because I think that we can fall into the trap of pleasing everyone. You don't need to please everyone, especially on social media, because you'll just, you'll never do that. And this is going to be my, my snazzy transition into our Twitter topic. Um, (laughs) So I think me and Maureen actually agree about Twitter. I am very, I used to be like, guys, obsessed with Twitter. I loved it. I loved scrolling through Twitter. I loved it. I just, I love the drama, guys. (laughs) I love the drama. But that is not Catholic or Christian or like any faith. I'm sorry. Like, okay, here's my problem with Twitter. It's going to sound pretty familiar to my problem with Snapchat. This need to be constantly informed is toxic. I'm using a buzzword here, toxic, because (laughs) being constantly informed one is just, it's going to be bad for you no matter what. Watching the news 24-7 is bad for you. Scrolling through Twitter and pretending that's real news is also bad for you. Like, you you can go off, I mean, I haven't had Twitter since, what was it, May. And I don't know some things that go on in the world. And that's okay. One, it's a great way to start conversations with people in real life. Um, and two, it's just, it's honestly a little demonic to be constantly informed. I, I, I know that that sounds a little like extreme. It probably is a little bit, but um, <laughs> I think that the, I, I don't know. I've, I've reflected about this a lot in the past few months. I really think the devil really plays into our, well, obviously into our insecurities, but yeah, one of the ways that he sure. really gets us is, you know, he's like, oh, hey, you're not going to be cool if you don't know this, this, and this about politics. And hey, you're not Catholic if you're not arguing with that person. And you're not, you know, like a real Republican if you don't know these 40 people. And it's like, what? Like, that's, that's just bad. Like, your brain is not meant to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. literally red right now because I'm like so passionate about <laughs> these guys. Like, I All just... Right. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Renee is recovering from her emotion over this. No, <laughs> um, I have never had Twitter just because, like, I've always been literally like a little bit terrified yes. of the things on there. Um, but I would just like to say, like, with the recent cancel culture, I've seen it more than ever that Twitter is just—it's such—it's a place where people come to like group, like, gang up on people, and yeah. it never ends well, and even if the person that you're canceling, like, deserves it or whatever, nobody really deserves that kind of, like, outpouring of hatred on them, like, I was just thinking when Renee was talking about, like, I'm not a good enough Catholic if I don't argue with this person, I, I think I've definitely had that myself, like, if I come across a comment, I'm like, oh, I should reply to this person, like, illuminate their mind, but really. I don't think that's ever really going to happen in the comment section. Maybe it will, but I don't think enough times to make it worthwhile. And the quote that immediately came to my head um, is Mother Teresa's Find Your Calcutta. Like, it needs to be more in person. And when you have a real connection to someone, you might actually be able to make a difference. And so start with the one or two people in your own life that you see that have bad habits and help them correct them. And yeah. allow the people that have bad habits 
that live outside of your circle to be corrected by somebody else. If you are able to reach one person and they reach one other person, like it'll be so much more effective than if you just try and go after people in the comment section. Yeah, and just, I think that, okay, just to add to that, like there's a very fine line in spreading the gospel through social media and yelling at someone about something that is not helpful at all. Like there are so many ways that you can use your Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat to spread the gospel. Um, you can share prayers. You can ask people, um, do they need any prayers? You can um, DM people personally, um, things like that. There's so many Catholic pages that do that. Um, but getting into an argument with someone over Twitter about which mass is better is not helping anyone. No. Like it's, first of all, you're not going to convince anyone because psychologically when people get into arguments, they just get more polarized. Like they just mm -hmm. believe what they believe even more firmly than before. So you're actually making it very worse. And two, you're probably going to ostracize that person on social media make them feel terrible about themselves. And it, I've seen people, I think I said this earlier, but like, especially on Twitter, I've seen people get into arguments online and then not be willing to pick up the phone to just call each other. Like if you're friends with someone and you're arguing with them online, why are you doing that? That is so just wrong, I think. I Just talk to the person. And just like, especially as I think that there's a big, a big problem right now in the church is it's like you're either with us or you're against us and everyone in the church is trying to pick sides that's that's not going to help anyone get to heaven guys it doesn't what what matters is god and the eucharist you know and all the other things that come with catholicism but like it, it doesn't matter if that one person doesn't pray a rosary a day that's not something you should be yelling about on twitter no. so and i think that that's why this issue is important to Catholics, especially, is yes. because we need to be spreading the gospel in a productive way, using the tools we've been given. Social media is one of those. Um, but we shouldn't be causing camps in the church. You know, it, there, there is no side. Like, God is the side. Like, <laughs> that's the only thing that matters. And yeah. I mean, so, I, yeah, I just think that that's, a very big problem right now in the church and something that we like our generation can fix that like that is something that we could do so um yeah i think that yeah i'm just i'm glad that you've never had twitter maureen <laughs> <laughs> well i know like twitter like literally like the basis of twitter is sarcasm and yes. passive aggressiveness and people yeah. really have twitter fights with like their ex-girlfriends and boyfriends and whatever and i'm like that's not the right way to go about it especially sarcasm and passive aggressive never ever is going to convince the other person that you're right like yes when was the last time that someone said a sarcastic comment to you and you were like oh my gosh i never thought of it that way before never okay it's not going to happen and jesus is love god is love like Never in the Bible, when some sinner walked up to Jesus and asked for forgiveness, did Jesus say, excuse me, line, like, even if that was a joke, like, Jesus doesn't do that. And so, I'm not going to solve any arguments if the yeah. basis of our social media platform is sarcasm, because we need to be yeah. coming at that person from a perspective of love. And so, 
like Renee said, there's so much division in the church. Like the only way we can really fix that is through love. And personally, I don't think Twitter's going to solve any of that. Now, Instagram, no. I do see like a better trend because yeah. so many people are rest recognizing like the dangers of social media that like, I think it's becoming a little bit more supportive and helpful. I mean, obviously there's still some very not nice people out there, but that's one reason like where I still have Instagram is because I'm kind of on the fence about it because like I said, I do have some like bad coping mechanisms associated with it. But at the same time, like I can kind of see the benefits to it. But Twitter on the other hand, I don't know about that one. That's just a whole other ball of the game. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm not going to, like, speak for anyone, um, but I, I think I've seen this a lot is, um, you know, we all know and we all hopefully believe that Jesus is love, but there's also a very specific um, group of Catholics who really use um, this idea of, like, the merciful remark, in a sense, where it's like, oh, telling them that they're wrong is merciful, because it'll get them closer to God, because now they know they're wrong. And that's, like, true in a sense. Like, it's okay to tell someone, like, hey, like, I just wanted to let you know, blah, 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 blah. It's not okay to be like, oh, well, this is, this is what Jesus wants me to do. Like, he wants me to get into this argument with someone um, over Twitter. Like, it's just not helping anyone. Like, in person is a completely different scenario that we could maybe get into a different episode. But you just, you, you have to be prudent. The word of this episode, guys, is prudence. <laughs> like, just use your noodle, you know, your brain crock pot. Like, just use it. Like, don't hurt people. Don't take them, like, further away from Jesus because all of a sudden they feel like the church doesn't love them. Like, that's, you know, and I think that a lot of us have been there, and that's not a great place to be. And the Catholic Church is kind of a harsh church. Like, it asks a lot of its followers. Um, we don't need to ask anymore that isn't you know our duty to ask like it's not I don't know if that makes sense to everyone I hope it does but you know just use social media yeah like Maureen said use it to spread love um get into the other stuff in person I think I think that's my advice yeah yeah I think we pretty much covered everything we want to say so I really hope you guys like this episode basically (laughs) Catholic Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, basically, like, my biggest point that I wanted to say was just like, yes, you need to do some self-reflection. What is your personal relationship with social media? How are you using it? Is it in a good way? Like, is it helping your faith? Because as this podcast is fiat, which is like, that comes from Mary's yes to God. We want to always be saying yes to God. We don't want to be turning our backs on him. So social media is leading you down the wrong path. Like Renee said. We are giving you permission to do (laughs) whatever you need to do. You are not Mm -hmm. obligated to have any social media platform. You do not have any obligations to anyone except God and maybe your parents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just stealing a little, stealing a little word from Catholic late night. um, Your action item (laughs) is to purge your social media. Like, (laughs) Get rid of the grind, guys. Like spring cleaning, like today for social media. Um, get rid of those followers that you don't like. Um, get rid of like pictures that you don't need up anymore. Like just rebrand yourself, guys. You can do it. <laughs> Even if your grandmother is the only reason that you are still on Facebook at me, 
you can still yeah. believe it if you think you need to and you don't owe anything yes. to your grandmother. <laughs> yes. And here's the thing, like social media is great. You can hop right back on in two weeks, take as much time as you need. You don't have to like deactivate your account to get off of social media. You when know? I was gone for 90 days and I came back to like a whole bunch of DMs, I realized, you know what? It doesn't really bother me that I wasn't there for those DMs because if they were the real ones, they would have had my phone. Exactly. And you were too busy living your life. Exactly. <laughs> life, guys. Like, enjoy the time that you have. I just, ugh. So, I hope that that helps someone because I wish that someone would have told me that like two years ago. So, you know, I like, yeah. I think we've pretty much summed up the social medias. I think we're going to be doing a mini series on Catholic girl things, Maureen? Is that what we're Ooh, doing? Is that what's up next? Ooh, I, think, I think, guys, I'm so excited. I'm just going to announce this because why not? I think we're going to have a guest that I've actually really like on YouTube. Her name's, well, her, that's not her real name, but like her, youth, her YouTube name is The Overnight Mom. Really? And, what? You can't keep a surprise, can you? No, I can't. I just, I want everyone to know. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I'm like killing myself to get guests for y'all. So if you like them, you better let me know. So, yeah. um, okay. Comments, I'm going to sign concerns, off. Concerns? Do you Yo, like it? Criticism? Podcast criticism? At gmail.com. Podcast fiat at gmail.com or our Instagram, which is now totally run by me. So guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, love. Oh. <laughs> oh, which is also podcast fiat so yeah you know, all righty let me know how i'm doing on the, the social media aspect because renee left me high and dry <laughs> but that is okay she does not owe anything to me she does what she needs to do all right we're gonna we're gonna call it we hope you guys are yep. doing well with quarantine love you guys See you next week bye bye